Hi, everybody. It is our second anniversary of the Lipedema Patient Roundtable. Oh my gosh, there should be confetti, there should be drum rolls, there should be marching bands. I don't know. All I can remember is that when this started two years ago, well, a little bit over because I had to meet all of these amazing people first. And I just had this little idea, wouldn't it be cool to get some of the most fascinating and informed and inspiring people I know on the topic of lipedema to get together every month and talk about it. And what, what happened was bigger than anything I could have ever imagined. And I wanna thank every one of our panelists for being a part of this wonderful venture. I know everybody's saying, where in the world is PGP? And I have to say that we miss her tonight, but she's doing something super fun. She's hoping she can show up for even a little mini appearance at some point today. And there's Dr. Herbst. It's all, it's a good night. It's our second anniversary. Everybody is saying happy two year anniversary. And while this could not be possible without these amazing anchor panelists and our esteemed medical professionals, including our chief medical officer at Lympha Press, Dr. Karen Herbst, and the amazing Linda Ann Kahn, who brings heart and soul and insight every month. We're turning the tables tonight. Yep, we are honoring you. Yep, we made a list, we did a spreadsheet of the people who have never missed a round table or who made almost every round table. And we are honoring you tonight because without you showing up and sharing and liking and being a part of the invigorating conversation, well, this just wouldn't be what it is, which is the best place to be every month on the third Wednesday of every month. So I will get it started by simply saying that one person who rarely misses and she's been here every time except once this year. Nita Cluis, you are a super fan and we super appreciate you tonight. Hugs and kisses and so much love. And I have others that I'm going to be showing tonight, but let's go over to Cheryl Skolich, Lipedema Diva. And what would you like to say to start out tonight? And maybe you want to reveal one of your flat fansies. I will. Um, yes, I, I'm so thrilled to be here, of course. Um, if uh, I, I hope a lot of you come over to my Facebook page, Lipedema and Food Sensitivities. Um, it uh, seems that food sensitivities cause inflammation and that can potentially lead to our lipedema fat because it becomes stagnant and we can't get rid of that inflammation and all that good stuff. So I am so thrilled to be here at our two-year anniversary. Very exciting, especially with all these guys because they're all superstars. So, But for one person that we have to introduce, I have for you today, Jackie Lawson. Jackie Lawson, we appreciate you. You are a super fan and we are super fans of you. That is awesome. And Susie, I'm going to throw to you because... There's somebody that actually we didn't think was going to be here tonight that you want to honor. Yeah. And that's, of course, hi, Casey. I love you. Thank you for taking flat me all over the conference. <laughs> Holy moly. PGP. <gasps> no. <laughs> See, now it's truly a party. All right. Those of you that also have flat PGPs, you can raise them at this point because PGP, we couldn't do a round table without you. So we had Lippy and Susie make the many faces of pale ginger pear because you know what? Honestly, every time we look at you, you look different. You keep re you're better than Madonna. You keep reinventing yourself. And we love watching your transformation and your joy. Hey, we know that you have to bounce quickly. So is there anything you want to say before you go? And people need to know what you're doing because they know you on Instagram and they know how super cool you are in the lipedema community. But PGP is an amazingly gifted photographer. So tell everybody. So I actually went to college for photography to photograph people besides myself. Um, I never liked to be in front of the camera. I was always behind it. And 
I am good friends with comedian Stephen Lynch, and he has a show here in Pittsburgh tonight. And as much as I've given him a hard time about performing where I don't have to drive hours, I could not miss the show tonight. So I am here. They're going to get ready to start here in a moment. So I have to go back in to photograph it. But I am heartbroken that I am missing the second anniversary because I have not missed one yet. And no. I have, I have a perfect attendance issue. I had perfect attendance in school. <laughs> so I am like... But I hear them clapping, so he's coming out, so I have to go for that. But I love you all. Have a great We love night. you back. We back. really love you. Thank you for popping in, PGP. No that is so awesome. And we'll hold up your signs throughout the evening. So you, you definitely still have perfect attendance, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. And she's so, doesn't she look so vibrant and alive and full of joy and happiness? I just absolutely love that. Now, Angelique, you have some flat fansies on you too. Can you do one or two reveals here? You guys know I keep my Susie with me that Kara made for Ohio. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we all met in person for the first time at the FDRS conference, which was in Cleveland back in April. And we were so excited to all be together the only thing is our dear Susie could not be there. So we, PGP, made a little flat Susie. And that's where we got the idea to make flat fansies tonight and celebrate all of you. But I'm actually very heartened because I see that there are a lot of new people. This is your first round table. And we do want to say welcome. We're so glad that you found us because we guarantee you will hear real talk, real inspiration, leading edge information from the leading medical professionals in the field of lipedema. And most of all, you're going to feel the love. It's a place you can count on every month to feel that love. So welcome. We honor you and we're glad you're here. And who else do you have in your back pocket there, Lippy Butterfly? The super fan I have, and in addition to that, is Holly Hope from Arizona. Holly I'm hoping Hope. to meet her sometime soon. <laughs> love she's in it. Tucson, Arizona, and we love having her here. That is so cool. I love it. And uh, someone just said, Dr. Herbs, thank you for being a voice for us. And I think that that is echoed by the entire lipedema community. I'm going to get to the rest of us, but I want to ask you, Dr. Herbs, this is the second anniversary of the round table. And I remember without, I even, I didn't dare to invite you because I didn't know you. I only spoke of you in hushed tones. And then you showed up at the round table and you actually said later it was because it was a way of staying connected with the very people you serve. Yeah, when you were talking about um, explaining how we have lipedema, you know, the best lipedema experts in the field here, I was thinking, yeah, all the patients that are, are on here. I mean, that's, those, that's who I turn to for the latest, greatest information, because who knows it better, right? Yes, that's so awesome. And we are so glad you're here. And we know that there will be questions in the Q&A, especially for you and Linda to address, but we are honored that you're here with us tonight. Now, Patty Cornute, you've got some people behind you. So we want to talk about that. And we want to see who some of your flat fansies are. Well, the people behind me are some of the 2021 Lipedema Triathlon participants. So I don't know if I can move out of the way so you can see more of them. I love it. <laughs> We're getting ready to do our uh, 2022 on the 25th, and it will be our seventh annual event. We're very excited. And thank you to Lymphopress for sponsoring us. We have sent out multiple shirts. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, we can. You are multi-meat. Well, it's sort of a little funky. Yeah, it's good, though. We can see it. You're a media mogul these days, Ms. Cornute. Oh my God, it's been crazy. It's been crazy awesome. And Amanda Hathaway says that she is stoked to do the triathlon with her sister and a friend. Woohoo! Yes, they did it last year and they were so much fun. And it's, it's just crazy to think that we have people all over the United States, all over the world participating in Australia, Isle of Man, France, everywhere. Wow. So it's just lots of fun. That is so cool. My flat fancies is Lori. Lori. <laughs> Lori, do we have a last name? 
Yes. I don't know if I'm going to say it right, Lori. Heinzen? Lori Heinzen from Shelton, Washington. Yay. She has only missed one round table. We appreciate you. And come on, stick another one in there, Patty. What else do you got? Well, of course you asked me when I dropped them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is my girl, Marsha Witt. Marsha Witt from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is actually my old stomping ground. I used to go clubbing with sky high hair. In fact, I have a photo of me from 1984. My hair would not even fit in the ceiling here. It's <laughs> that high and it's as dark as Linda Ann Kahn's. So if you're all really well behaved, I'll show you that photo later tonight. Marsha Witt, we love and appreciate you so, so much. But I got to say, I got three real quickies here, okay? Actually, four real quickies from me, and then we'll get on with our regular chat because we're going to talk about feminine products tonight. Yep, we are. We're going there. Inflammation. We have many things to discuss, but I've got to say, Angie Hampton. You've never missed a round table. And we <laughs> truly, truly love and appreciate you, Angie. And look how cute you are. And Sandy Darley always makes jokes in the chat. She cracks us up. We read chat and we're like, oh my gosh, Sandy, you're making jokes. It's so much fun. Thank you so much for being a super fan. My girl, Lisa Lugo. There is a photo of her from performing at the Stone Pony in North Jersey. She started coming to the round tables. We started connecting. It took a little bit. And I have to tell you, she just got her lympha press and I am interviewing her next week. I can't wait. Maybe she'll sing for us. I would absolutely love Lisa Lugo. We love you. And all right, I got to do this one too. My girl, Christy Curry who is one of the sales leaders for Lympha Press. She showed up on Galentine's with me, or was it Friendsgiving? I forget. Friendsgiving. I couldn't have asked for, no, it's good, jump on in. Couldn't have asked for a more supportive friend. She really gets what we're trying to do here. And she's always, you know, the bottom line is she cares. And that's why Lympha Press does these roundtables, because we genuinely do care about you. I am loving all the chat. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. But I want to go to the chat and ask some real questions here. And by the way, everybody feel free to jump in. And when you jump in, if you have not revealed one of your flat fansies, do it then, okay? Angela Gray wants to know, for, oh, by the way, Linda Ann Kahn. You're super awesome. Just want you to know we didn't forget you there. I never think you forget me. <laughs> don't fact, I'm coming to see you. I get on a plane July 1st and you and I. I know. I'm so excited. Yes. By the way, what's the biggest thing you learned this last month, Linda Ann Khan? Quite a few things. <laughs> I was talking to Dr. Herbst a little bit earlier. I've been a busy, busy bee. But the main thing is um, I met Dr. Amato at the Cleveland Clinic, at the, at the FDRS, yeah. and I followed up with him and I've been studying what he's doing and I'm so excited with everything because he says surgery is not everything and he does do surgery, but he believes in an anti-inflammatory diet first. And when you do that, you may not need the surgery. He has before and after pictures that are awesome. He has a whole step of things he does. But even if you are going to have the surgery, you prepare your body. You get rid of a lot of the fat first, and then you have the surgery. And he says the outcome is so much better. He does do surgery as well. That is so that's really... just very brief. But yeah, I think a lot of people yes. were galvanized by what the information shared at FDRS and really good stuff. And by the way, Linda Ann Kahn is doing a webinar with Lympha Press coming up in August, I believe it is. On the 22nd of August, you're talking about mitochondrial health. See, I even said that without messing up. It's going to be really good. Join, go to our link tree. I'll put that in the chat. Join that link. 
sign up for our stuff. Angela Gray has a question. By the way, thank you, Linda Ann. Dr. Herbst, what is the actual highest stage of lipedema? Some say stage three, some say stage four. It's just confusing when we describe being the later stage when we're talking to doctors, etc. I think a lot of people want to hear the answer to this question. Thank you for answering, Dr. Herbst. Well, there are different opinions on that. Uh, the stage four um, came out of Europe and it essentially refers to a woman with lipedema stage three with lymphedema whose tissue has really grown kind of out of control and is in large folds around her body. The problem I had with that and the other members of our standard of care committee is it doesn't describe what's happening with that woman. So it kind of ascribes everything to lipedema. So everything you see is lipedema, but that's not true. There's a lot of different parts. So you've got lipedema, you've got lymphedema, you've got venous disease, most often venous insufficiency, and you have some non-lipedema tissue. And I hate to call it obesity, but you've got obesity too. So you've got four different things going on and you're calling it all lipedema stage four. And the problem that we had with that as the standard of committee, and I'd love to hear what Linda Ann thinks too, is that um, we were concerned that women weren't going to get treated properly. So they would say, I don't know lipedema. I don't know what to do for you. Um, you know, go find a lipedema specialist. And yet they're sitting there with vein disease that could easily be treated with at, at plenty of, uh, you know, clinical offices of vascular surgeons and phlebologists. And they have some obesity, like Dr. Amato, um, like Linda Ann was talking about Dr. Amato, that could be treated there. And they have lymphedema that should be treated. So, so that's why. So that's why we say stage three with lymphedema. And we do say lipolymphedema, but I really like stage three with lipedema, venous disease, obesity. And walk the standard of care into your doctor, because whatever you can't find the words for, it's in there, but Linda Ann, did you want to add something to that, Linda Ann? Um, no, I, you know, we used to say stage four is lipolymphedema, as you all know, but we've now been saying stage three, and then definitely it is completely different if there is lymphedema, and as Dr. Herbst is saying, of course, we've got the vascular, we've got so many things. Um, I do talk to patients about the obesity part, that you can diet and get rid of the obesity and then you're left with the lipedema fat. Mm -hmm. so nobody wants to use the word fat anymore, but we had a fat disorder conference, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I love that we're talking about it. And I love, you know, Patty, I want to go to you for a minute because you've been doing some amazing work. You and Pale Ginger Pear on later stage lipedema and addressing the particular challenges faced by this patient population and how's that going and are you planning on continuing that? Yeah, um, PGP and I were just talking today. June has just been crazy, so we're gonna have to skip the June Zoom call, but we're gonna do it for July. And I think July 10th at 2 p.m. is the next call if people wanna join in. And it's really kind of wonderful because Unlike here, where we don't get to actually interact visually with the people that join in on that Zoom call, everybody can turn their camera on and see each other and talk. And it's just kind of nice to see everybody. And it's kind of like having a meeting with them. So we definitely are not over with that. It's it's top on both of our priorities. Just yeah. June guys for both of us. And you are a source of inspiration for the folks that this is your first time coming to a round table and you look at Patty and you see all these active, amazing people and she's hosting this lipedema triathlon. What you don't know maybe is that there was a time when walking to her mailbox was considered an enormous overwhelming task. So be inspired. And it took baby steps and determination and resiliency. And that's who Patty Cornute is. You can follow her at Lipedema Fitness. We did an interview and gosh, we've got to do another one, Patty, because it's been two years now since I met you. And I just thank you for your contributions to the community. Lippy Butterfly has some visual props and not just her flat fancy. 
She held up a box prior to us going live tonight. Would you like to hold that box up? Yes. All right, so you got to give us a backstory. Everybody can recognize what's going on there. And then Susie, jump on in with your thoughts too. Well, um, over the past couple of months, I've noticed a lot of inflammation in my groin area um, around my monthly cycle time. Um, and I have a doctor's appointment coming up on Friday, but with my cycle coming up this week, I was really anxious to figure out what was going on with my body in regards to getting these, um, like basically rash, irritation, swelling, and a lot of discomfort in that area. Um, I noticed that these products have a lot of things in them that we have sensitivities to. Um, if you follow Cheryl's page, um, she has a test that I did take and some of the chemicals that are in these products are listed um, are on my sensitivities list as well. Um, so this month I went ahead and changed to an all natural product and I am feeling a hundred percent better. Um, I'm not going to promote any products in particular, but I went with something that was all cotton, no rayon. Um, obviously, I guess they don't really use bleach anymore for certain products, but they do have other chemicals, especially in these pads. And I'm heavy, so I have to use both. I know that that's an issue that comes up in the community quite a bit. Um, so when you're having to double up on the products, this is a lot of chemicals to put in your body. I'm trying to find something that's a little bit more natural for us lippy ladies, I'm going to say is probably our best bet. I don't know if that affects other women, but it was horrible for me. And I, in my research, I found that other women, especially those that were having issues in their lymph areas, um, in their lymphatic system, they were tremendously bothered by these products. Well, here it is two years. And this is a topic we have not yet discussed. So we've covered usually all the bodily functions. So we're going there tonight, everyone. And Susie, you were, when she held up the box earlier, you are like, oh yes. Yeah. So what do you have to share about this? Well, I actually wanted to say something about that anyway, because there's supposedly it's one of the products that there's going to be a shortage of is uh, tampons in 2022. But there's a couple of things. One, even if and, and even if you have cotton, you have to understand that cotton is the dirtiest, dirtiest crop out of any crop because it is um, sprayed very heavily with glyphosate, which wouldn't be such a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, no matter what, but you're sticking it in a mucous membrane that is incredibly highly absorbent. So when you use a tampon that isn't organic cotton on top of that, you're actually exposing your body to very, very high levels of a very, very intense toxin. And that, and the thing that you need to know about glyphosate without being like super crazy about it, 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 it comes from, it's an herbicide that they spray the crops with. And it's when they use the GMO crops um, that are supposed to be Roundup ready, meaning that they can't handle the, um, they can be sprayed with all kinds of herbicides and they won't die. Your crop won't die. But what happens is they do become resistant over time. So they use a lot of it. And the problem with glyphosate specifically is that it is a kind of toxin that, that destroys any single celled uh, living um, microbe, which means like your good bacteria in your body gets destroyed. It, it ruins the delicate balance in your lady bits. And it's really actually important. Um, I personally, I blogged about this like three years ago on my other blog, the 365 days of awesome. And I've been using a menstrual cup for like five years now. So I mean, now since then, it had been many years. I had it probably like eight years. Um, some people are like, oh, they're so awkward. And they totally are, just so you know. Mm. But so were tampons when you were like 13 or 12. Let's be honest. How many of you had them halfway sideways, accidentally put in a second one, had to go up there with everything you got to even get it out? Like, come on. Let's oh, you just took me right back there. So, because that was let yesterday. me tell you, folks, that ship has sailed yeah. many years ago. You. <laughs> but Susie, so people can refer to your blog. Can you tell people where to find it? Because yeah. I think some people might want to read what you have to share. 
Yeah, it's 365daysofawesome.com. And that is where I, before I knew what I had even, I was blogging about toxic living or whatever. And anyway, that's where I kind of put all of that stuff. So and if you read my blog post, laugh out loud. I've had many people tell me it's pretty hilarious at the end. Interesting. Okay, Linda Ann, jump on in. I want to also say that the glycosates actually contribute to inflammation. And I've been listening to Dr. Kutsi, he's a nutritionist, and he says that is the number one thing that lipedema patients should avoid is glycosates because that, in, that contributes to the inflammation. And we know that our disease is inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Okay, drop the mic. That's really good. And I can't, you know, it's just amazing how all this time has passed and we still have new topics and we still are learning oh, wait, wait. so much. What? I'm sorry. Amanda, how do I? I just didn't want to forget. <laughs> Amanda, you are a super fan and we are Always. super glad that you are a part of the Lipedema Roundtable family. So that's perfect. And thank you. <laughs> and you know, there's another person out there tonight who wrote a book, Jeans on a Beach Day. Susan O'Hara, and we honor you, Susan, and she's got something exciting. A documentary crew went out and is covering her story and about her lipedema journey. The more voices that can be heard on this topic, pretty soon, I'm sorry, you won't be able to ignore us because we'll be the loudest voices in the room, and we're not retreating. We have this standard of care. There are tools to help you manage your condition like the lympha press and so many other things and we are here to support you in your journey the chat is going crazy there were some really funny comments especially from uh sandy darley about um well i can i say the word vagina i guess i can um anyhow you gotta read the chat see this is why you want to be live because if you miss the chat you miss a lot so Let's continue because I had a question that came in actually from Patty's group. And she asked me to pose this of Dr. Herbst and of course, Linda Ann. What is the relationship to lipedema and small fiber neuropathy? Some other symptoms listed are some of the other things we discuss in Patty's group, like sweating, cramping, and gastrointestinal issues. So we, um, at, I think it was a 2018 FDRS conference, we used a um, neuro check to check for neuropathy in women with lipedema. And we found that especially women with stage three lipedema tended to have neuropathy. And I think that's happening because the, there's fluid that is accumulating in the skin and resulting in fibrosis, which is killing off the nerve endings and then they're retracting into the tissue. So when you do a biopsy to check for small fiber neuropathy, you're not finding those nerve endings. So I think neuropathy is one of those topics that just is not discussed enough. And I think it's, it is happening in women with, who have lipedema and we're just not checking for it on a regular basis. And that's something we need to do. Gotcha. Go ahead, Patty. Yeah, um, I've decided to <laughs> kind of step back from lipedema and kind of try to drill down into it, the more basic commonalities that I'm seeing. And that's what I've been doing with all the awareness I'm doing this, this month. And part of that came up with like the pins and needles we used to feel and bruising and um, the nodules that we can feel under the skin and how they grow and just I'm in researching it and trying to understand it better. I just come up with these different medical terms and then I kind of drill down on those. And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to just have all those basic things in an area that you can kind of pull from and, and maybe try to see a connection. And is it lipedema is the primary condition or is it something else that's a primary condition and lipedema is the secondary condition. So it just got me. I get really curious when I start to do research. Yeah, and that's a good point. And again, to my, you know, my fear is that 
you know, maybe the tables are going to go the other way. Like first it was lipedema, nobody paid any attention to it. Now it's all lipedema and that is good. And that ignores some of the other things that are going on. So call it what it is. You know, mm -hmm. you can say, I, you know, I, my, my toes are numb. And if they say, oh, that's just your lipedema, you can say, no, that's, that's neuropathy. Good advice. Excellent. Go ahead, Linda Ann. So I do work with a lot of patients who have neuropathy because when you have chemotherapy, just not for, thank goodness, for lipedema, there's, there is neuropathy. And I've had success with alpha lipoic acid and vitamin B12. And then I also make up blends with essential oils, with mm -hmm. ply and um, spearmint and ply and chamomile and various things to calm the nerves. So there are things to do. And then in Durkham's, of course, we have the neuropathies and the nerve impact, impact as well. Good. Thank you for speaking to that. And I always love how you bring in the homeopathic and the aromatherapy aspect. You are you are a renowned leader on that topic. So I appreciate that. Now I know some of you out there are saying, hey, I come to the roundtables all the time and there's not my face somewhere. Well, some of you, we couldn't find your faces. Although you do have a Jacqueline Larson, don't you, Cheryl? Yes. Or does uh, Angelique? Yeah, I, yeah, I had Jacqueline. Jacqueline Larson. Okay, so we weren't sure if we could find Holly Hope or Jeannie Proctor or Michelle Stefanucci or Deborah Ford or Elizabeth Castillo or Jenny Willems or Tori Johnson or Victoria Bowden. So we wanted to make sure your names at least got on the screen because we love Two you. of them. We appreciate you so much. Does anybody else? Oh, wait, what else do you have there, Patty? I have Cynthia Mason and I have my buddy Megan and I'm sorry, Megan, I messed up on the size again. You got a little baby head, but you're so stinking cute. <laughs> it's like that Saturday Night Light Live skit where the woman had the little arms. We've got the little Megan head. But Megan, your personality and your heart and your spirit is bigger than this entire screen combined. We love and appreciate you, Megan. And thank you for doing those. Who else did we miss who has a flat fancy? Go ahead, Cheryl. I have uh, Libby Heishman. Hi, Libby. Hey, Libby. We're so glad you're with us. And we're so glad that you've been with us consistently throughout. We have Ann Webster. Who? Ann Webster. Ann. Yeah. And her family Webster from, from Bethesda, Tennessee. Maryland. And she has never missed a round table. So you Amazing. are a rock star. Look, here's the thing. We know we can't do this without you. Go ahead. Oh, you have, there's still, but wait, there's uh -huh. more. I have Sharon uh, Spreacher. Hi, Sharon. Wow. And Zeet Hutton. Zeet. Awesome. Love it. Hey. Wow. Who else do you have, Angelique? I have Jeannie or Victoria Bowden. And oh, good. Proctor. So I'm going to take them off my screen because we don't need, we don't, we've got photos. We don't need names. So we're just going to take me back to my regularly scheduled office here and get back to some of the questions because we quickly run out of time around here and we do not want to waste it, especially when we have Dr. Herbst and, and Linda Ann Kahn with us. Okay. So do you take, Linda Ann, alpha lipoic acid with or without food? You don't have to take it with food. Okay. It also actually normalizes blood sugar too, together with okay. berberine, just by the way. Very good. Okay. So uh, what other common products might have glycosates? Anybody want to speak to that? I mean, I will. So oats. <clears throat> what were you saying, Dr. Herbst? Oats. Oh, yeah. So when they, after they harvest oats, they just dump it on them to kill off a whole bunch of stuff. So you have to make sure that you're getting organic. Really? Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh oats are great, but not so much. So and just, soy, which and was soy. anyway, because of the estrogen, the phyto, whatever estrogen thing. Yeah. That's a really inter interesting conversation, probably worthy of a little bit further discussion, but I'm going to go back to the questions. Deborah Waskell. 
Are there any plans to incorporate treatment for mental illness from lipedema, such as eating disorders, depression, body dysmorphia? You know, and I often go back to, and by the way, we are resurrecting your brilliant webinar and thought leadership piece, Mind, Body, and the Matrix, Dr. Herbst did with Lymphopress. We're going to be sending that out to everyone again. You did talk about that connection in Mind, Body, and the Matrix. I know there's a bigger answer here, but can you give us a Reader's Digest version? Well, I can tell you that um, Tom Wright and I have published a couple of papers on women who have, have eating disorders because of their lipedema, and you can look those up. And then what's really interesting is that um, there's a really strong link between eating disorders and hypermobile joints. So, and I don't know exactly why that is, but they do know that the brain functions differently in, in people who have hypermobile joints. And we know that hypermobile joints are common in women with lipedema. In fact, when I, I was just in Spain and it was almost like every woman who came in had hypermobile joints. And, you know, that's, it's more than what I saw in the United States. So I don't know if there's some influence, European influence, but I know that some of the, like, I think the research out of Belgium, they said that they don't have any women with hypermobile joints. And I'm thinking, really? But anyway, yes, back that to does you. give you a little bit of a head turn there. Yeah, but um, maybe it is, maybe it is linked to hypermobile joints because anxiety is, is very highly linked to um, hypermobile joints and also the, a high fight or flight reaction especially like a startle, like if somebody, you know, claps their hand and you, you know, you, you jump and you're the only one who jumps, you know, mm. you probably have a high fight or flight response, again, linked to hypermobile joints, linked to anxiety, linked to eating disorders. So maybe that's one of the common denominators. And um, I do think it's super important. And I, I promise you that um, in the future, that's one of my interests. I know it's yes. one of Anne's interests and we are going to be writing something on that because it's not just, you know, it, it's lipedema, but breaking it down into its components, it's lymphatic disease, it's vein disease. And how do those impact our brains? Because our brains are, of course, are full of lymphatics and, and vessels and nerves. So yes, it's a yes. really great, great comment. And I, you're right, that needs to be a focus. Excellent, go ahead, Linda Ann. I think what's interesting when you're saying that, and I'm thinking of EDS and the hypermobile EDS, and there's always gut issues. And when you've got leaky gut, that will affect the brain. And I was talking to Dr. Herbst about this earlier. I've been listening to a whole bunch of summits on Alzheimer's and the brain. And then when you have leaky brain, then you have problems and that affects the whole mental. And all of that leads to anxiety. So, of course, you know, I work with oils. And when I work with my patients, I'm often blending oils to help with the depression or the anxiety that the patients are going through. So it's all tied in. It's really interesting to think about that. And Linda Ann, tell, tell them what you said to me that I was telling you that, you know, when I walk into my closet and I smell my essential oils, I, you know, I just feel different. And, and we're, I was saying, you know, it goes right into your first cranial nerve and tell me what you said, tell them what you said. That when you inhale essential oils, there's studies on this within five minutes, it's in your brain. And then what? from your brain goes to the limbic system, the hypothalamus, your whole, the whole system, and then affects the whole neuroendocrine system. And we have a lot of research. I'm on a research committee for our aromatherapy association, lots and lots of research on the anxiolytic effects of essential oils, which means reducing anxiety, like neroli or melissa or Roman chamomile. And I could go on talking forever. Well, I love that. That is brilliant. And while you were talking, I was foraging in my drawer because you made a blend for me. And I tell you what, every now and then when I'm having one of those days, I just do breathe in and it does make a difference. So that's really great information. Uh, Cheryl, you wanted to speak to this and then I'm going to go back to the questions. Yeah. Um, but a previous EDS conference, uh, one of the doctors there, uh, I believe his name was Alan Polonik, 
uh, talked about balancing the uh, parasympathetic and sympathetic systems. And it, so right along the, the lines of uh, anxiety, that one of the issues with EDS and the high anxiety is that uh, sometimes there's so much pain that uh, they have trouble sleeping. And of course, sleeping will help you to heal. And so you just have this cycle of pain, not being able to sleep, not being able to heal. And that will uh, keep continuing the, um, the anxiety and, and the stress. Um, and so he was trying to talk about ways of trying to break that cycle um, mm. so that you can rest and digest and heal. Um, and so just to kind of jump on to everything else that everyone's saying. Yeah, no, it's all good. And I, I'm also reminded of Kathleen Listen, who is brilliant and did a wonderful webinar on breathing. And, you know, anyone, whether you have lipidema or not, when you face anxiety, I have used some of her methods that she taught in that webinar. You can go right to the Lymphopress website, lymphopress.com. Every webinar we've ever done is, it lives there and you can go back and watch it. I see many of the questions in chat are questions we have addressed in the past. We still can go back and revisit them, but also visit our archive because there are so many rich, beautiful pieces of information from leading experts that you can find there. This is an interesting question from Donna Whitley. What studies have been done to explore the correlation between treatment resistant hypertension and lipedema? She's had multiple surgical events that showed a great difference in arterial line reading of blood pressure versus exterior cuff reading. I don't think there's been a lot of studies on resistant hypertension in women with lipedema because the majority of women with lipedema don't have higher blood pressure until they get in the later stages and even in the later stages if they're untreated. But I will tell you one thing that's kind of interesting. I was just looking at a poster by um, an extracellular matrix expert and they and, and she showed that the blood vessels in the lipedema tissue are thicker. So, you know, how, and that's, the, those are small vessels um, and they haven't looked at the larger vessels except for the aorta showing it was more dilated, whether your heart's pumping or relaxing. And then that actually became stiff. So it may be that, you know, there's something else coming into play besides lipedema to cause that resistant hypertension. Mm. And again, taking the pieces apart and not putting them all into the lipedema basket. So here's a question about sleep. And let me ask those of you on the panel who have lipedema, do any of you have sleep issues? Used to. Okay. So this question is from Monica Harrington. I've noticed when I don't sleep, I wake up super achy in my ankles and my joints. Can anybody explain the lack of sleep and the correlation with increased lipedema pain? Oh man, give that to Dr. Hertz because like sleep is the most important thing or Linda Ann, I feel like from a medical perspective, there's so many answers to that. So one of the, like the, the low hanging fruit answer is that part of your ability to restore homeostasis in your body is, is a full night of restful sleep. If you don't get a full night of restful sleep, your mitochondria don't work as well, right, Linda Ann? And they, you're, you can um, develop blocks in your mitochondria so that they're not detoxing your body like they should. They're not providing you the energy like you should, and your pain goes up. And in fact, a lot of chronic pain syndromes, the, they're, they're, people with chronic pain syndromes, their mitochondria are in trouble. They're not mm. working effectively and they're not in an adaptive homeostasis. Linda, Ann, and I want to ask you also, is there anything aromatherapy wise that can be done to help our sleep? But go well, ahead. Of course, of course there is. But what I want to say, when you're not sleeping properly, your glial lymphatic system, which is in the brain, we only found that out about five years ago that we actually do have lymphatics in the brain. We were taught when I trained, we didn't. There's this glial lymphatic system. And when you do not get enough sleep, you do not detoxify properly from the brain. So that will also make you more tired. 
And I also want to say one of my patients, actually a mutual patient of Dr. Herbst, she has this little ring on her finger. She has lipedema and there are little nodules on it. The doctor gave it to her and it hooks in with a, an app and they are tracking her sleep. And it was so fascinating. You can see how many hours she slept, how many hours was REM sleep, which is the dream state, and how many were deep sleep. And it was quite mm -hmm. shocking to see how little she is sleeping. And then essential oils, valerian root, lavender, Roman chamomile together are, it's like a drug. And you diffuse it in the air or you blend 10 to 12 drops of the blend in coconut oil and just massage it in before you go to sleep. Don't watch the evening news. <laughs> That's good advice. Very good advice. And avoid the blue lights of your phone. Yeah, before going to bed too. Um, you know, we've got some really amazing questions here and time is really wasting. So we're gonna do our very, very best. An anonymous attendee asks if there are statistics about what percentage of women who use a pneumatic compression lymphedema pump to de decrease lymph have also chosen to do surgery. We don't, there's nothing like that. There are no stats like that, but I will tell you this, whether you choose to do surgery or not, Pneumatic compression pumping, and I will specifically say the lympha press makes a difference. Many of the surgeons we work with recommend that their patients before and after surgery do the lympha press. And there are many people that choose not to have surgery, and they are seeing great results, reduce pain and increase mobility by using their lympha press. So there aren't stats on that. But we do know that pneumatic compression was written into the standard of care, meaning it is a standard to take care of you yourself if you have lipedema. And if anybody has questions about that, please reach out to me because I would be super happy to help you with that. Cynthia Mason says, due to eliminating so many inflammatory, inflammatory foods, she's running out of things to eat and dealing with vitamin deficiencies, taking tons of supplements is this common? It sounds like that's one that uh, I should try to work on. Um, so yes, you pr most likely have developed a huge number of sensitivities. And so you'll want to cut those out. But sensitivities go away after uh, so long. So mm -hmm. you should be able to reintroduce some of those foods back in. Um, so if you've determine them through a elimination diet, then, you know, pick one or two of those foods to, that you've eliminated for six months to a year and try to uh, put that back into your diet. Um, uh, you could also try maybe a hair sensitivity test. Um, the one that I was using did seem to be very accurate for me. I know that there's a lot of controversy over them, but it seemed to be pretty darn accurate when I confirmed with a, an elimination diet. Um, and so that might be able to give you an idea of some of the items uh, due to, you know, what the sensitivity test says of the changes that you might be able to try to add back in again. Um, and Thank you, Cheryl. And go ahead, Libby Butterfly. I like to speak to um, her part of running out of things to eat because I'm right there with her um, on that. Um, I've been trying to adhere to uh, Dr. Herp's uh, rare adipose diseases uh, protocol, the rat diet, and you know that can that can tend to get a little bit boring, but. If you start to think outside of the box and you start to think of the things that you actually want to eat, you can actually start to make new recipes and new ideas around those foods. So like one thing that I've been trying to do is make um, my Creole dishes just a little bit more rad friendly. So I have to use chicken and or some shrimp, you know, instead of the, the sausage. Um, it's brown rice instead of the white rice, but I feel so much better and it still tastes delicious. You can add flavor as long as you're sticking with what you're trying to do. There's still flavor out there, so don't give up. Yep. 
Well said, and I I've seen you, the stuff you made. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. I'm sorry, I talked over you. Even Dr. the Rose. cheese. I know I said this before. I was struggling with the cheese when we talked about this same topic like a year ago and two years ago. I'm starting to get to the point now with trying to discover the flavors. I don't necessarily, I haven't bought cheese for my home in probably like six months. As much as I love cheese, I haven't bought it in about six months because I've started to play with the flavor. So there's flavor out there, even though it feels so restrictive. Sorry. Wow. Good for you. I, I just found a recipe for um, teff millet and brown rice bread. And it's super easy to make. You just blend it up in a blender, pour it into pans, cook it, and you have bread. And it's, you know, completely, well, it's, I, don't, I won't say anything's complete, but it's gluten-free. Um, so if you want to pass that my way, I will send sure. that out to everybody that has registered for the roundtable so they can try to make bread at home. Uh, we also have someone that said, what do I do about the sugar cravings? Because the sugar cravings feed the inflammation. All right. Go ahead. Well, we have it again. Dates. Oh my gosh. I fell in love with dates. <laughs> While I started on Dr. Herb's protocol, you can add dates to almost everything and it's sweeter than sugar. I put dates in my tea to try to sweet. I made date honey and put that in the tea. I've made date cookies with just almond flour and stuff. So like you can, there's stuff out there. I um do some brand type of cereal with bananas and um different types of fruit. I have dessert every day and it is sugar-free, gluten-free and whole grain. Well, okay. Twice a day. You may, I'm going to run out. You know, I've, I've said I wanted a date. Now I really want dates because that's going to, that's the dates I really need. There you go. And let's not forget, Susie makes candy for us. Okay, let's talk about Susie's candy because she makes these caramels and gummies. Gummies, which have been also known if you have diff bathroom difficulties. I mean, they have 19 grams of fiber in a bag. So they make you poop. <clears throat> they they can't help, help everybody. So. They can help move it along but not everybody has that, but right. they can be helpful. Yeah. But the caramels that we use, so there's some really great, there's a, there's a, there's a book I just read called Drop Acid with, uh, by Dr. David Perlmutter. He also wrote uh, Grain Brain. Mm. Um, and he's a neurologist that specializes in Alzheimer's and dementia reversal and things like that. And he's um, had some really interesting research on the different sweeteners. Um, that you can use and the impact that they have on insulin response, because even though we may not have typically with lipedema, um, all of the things that sometimes people have when you're obese or whatever, um, we still tend to have insulin resistance and metabolic issues, obviously. So it's one of those things that I'm always fascinated by and it's how to reduce inflammation and stuff, but a really good sweetener and some people don't tolerate it, but having, being a candy maker, I can tell you, it's like, I would say 10 out of a thousand people maybe have a little bit of a, of a not so amazing response to it, but allulose sweetener, which you're finding in more health food stores, it bakes like sugar, cooks like sugar, zero impact, 100% diabetic friendly, 100%. It browns like sugar. Um, it's 70% is sweet. So it's pretty amazing um, as a sweetener. And Dr. Perlmutter talks extensively about it and actually highly recommends it because there are studies that indicate that it even brings your insulin response down when you have a little bit of it with the meal. So I actually eat my caramels, believe it or not, I eat two caramels with every meal. And it actually has calmed my body system down. And I think it's funny because I try not to use my product, but I can't help myself now. Hey, you should, if anybody should be a fan of their own product, it's you. I mean, it's true. I mean, now I'm obsessed and I eat them every day. I like them more than my gummy bears, but I Remind love Remind everybody of the name of your product so they can find it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Scrummy Sweets and they're all sugar-free, keto-friendly. Um, we're actually in the process of getting ketogenic certified where they're actually doing metabolic testing with the product to make sure it doesn't kick you out of ketosis and whatnot. Wow. And then love. also you know, doesn't spike blood sugar in any way, shape or form. Okay. Love it. So Linda Ann, 
So there is a product that does help with sugar cravings and it's called, it's Gymnema. Um, Standard Process makes it and it's from a leaf and it actually does help sugar cravings. When we put people on cleansers, we give them that if they need it. And Dr. Pilmata also talks about how bad fructose is, worse than anything mm. fructose from fruit juice and too much fruit. Yeah. We have a lot of chat going on and questions about diet. And we often answer this question and the best answer, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it's not one size fits all. Keto might work for you and the RAD diet might work for someone else. And, you know, people have tried many different things and what has worked for one person didn't work for the next. So we don't necessarily advocate any one diet, but we always say, listen to your body. And if you're trying something and your body is not responding, if it doesn't feel good, if it's not working, move on to the next thing. Would you agree that that is a good answer? Okay, good. Because we, we definitely want to be responsive to your questions. Desiree Martinez wants to know, is there a way to flush more toxins from the body effectively? I say use your lymphopress for one thing. Other comments? Uh, exercise. Absolutely. Sweat. Yeah. Swim. Get in the pool, right? Because Get in that the pool. helps a lot. Yeah. Do the Perfect. shake. Do the shake. That's right. Yes. Avoiding sugar. And the breathing. Dry avoiding breathing. sugar and green leafy vegetables, juices. Whole oh body vibration. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Absolutely. And by the way, don't assume that you can't get a pump. Do not. We have a team of people that care and that will work with your medical professional to document what is needed. We'll work with your insurance. We are in network with most insurances. Please don't talk yourself out of it before you try. Shoot me an email, bviola at lymphopress.com. I would be honored to help you. I've helped so many women and it's the joy of my life. You know, some of us, before we went live tonight, we were having kind of poopy days. I know it's hard to imagine because we're all pretty happy now, but this is what happens when we get together. Angelique, right? And Angelique the turned week. 40 since our last roundtable. Angelique turned 40, so we, everybody wants to see what Michael, her boyfriend, got her for her 40th birthday. We love Michael and we love the big butterfly that he got you for your birthday. I think it's absolutely awesome. Anybody else have some comments because we've got three minutes left and I promise I would show a bad 80s photo of me before we close tonight. So somebody say something while I look for it. Can I just I, help one? Oh, oh, yeah, jump oh, in. You go, Dr. Hurst. I was just going to say, I learned, um, this is for lippy butterfly. I learned, uh, a butterfly hug, which I didn't know that you could do, but you put your arms across your body. So you cross your meridian and you, you do a little butterfly and then you, you, and it's supposed to, you know, activate your parasympathetic nervous system. It works kind of like EMDR. So. Oh, I love it. Wait, I was too busy looking for my eighties photo. That's yeah, totally going to be my new thing. Thank you, Dr. Herbst. You're welcome. So when I think about butterflies, I think about the fact that they spend some time in a chrysalis, which can be a dark place. I went to Epcot recently and I saw the butterfly trying to emerge from the chrysalis and it was not this graceful, pretty thing. It was like that, trying to get out. And I think we've all felt like that sometimes in our life. Get me out of here, right? But I learned that it is that struggle in breaking free from the chrysalis that creates the strength in the wings so that the butterfly can fly. So if any of you have been facing some really challenging days, please just consider it that you are in coming out of the chrysalis. And hey, if I can recover from hair like this, can y'all see it? That's awesome. I sky high Aquanet hair from 1985, my college graduation. So funny. We are all evolving. 
don't judge yourself where you're at. If you are on your way, if you are in New Jersey and you're on your way to Miami, don't judge yourself in North Carolina. You're on the way. And that is my parting word of wisdom for everyone. It has been a joy and a pleasure to be with all of you tonight. I wish that we had more time for your questions, but please bring them again next month when we all get together for the Lipedema Patient Roundtable. Dr. Herbst, Linda Ann Kahn, Patty Cornute, Cheryl Skolage, Susie Boshoff, Angelique Charles. You are amazing and it is an honor. And for all of you that gave your time tonight, I hope you felt the love. I hope you were encouraged. And I hope you know that you make the round table go round and make it work. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next month. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lipedema Patient Roundtable podcast. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram IGTV at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.